The death of cash. The Orwellian doomsday scenario of a cashless society and a central digital currency. In no parallel universe future do I like a fully cashless society and a central digital currency. (laughs) Not in any universe. Now, let me give you a few upsides because every every downside has an upside and I should be balanced, shouldn't I? So if we're fully centralized and digital, then there'll be less drug money floating around society. So you could say there'll be a cleaner economy in that regard. The speed of money will continue to increase high speed, low friction. The ongoing convenience of payments and debits and credits will continue. You know, like if you use Apple Pay now or Touch Pay. So there's going to be faster forms of payment. So there you go. I've been balanced. They are the upsides. But holy shitballs, the downsides I do not like. Now, there's already a lot of people talking about the New World Order, the Great Reset. Um, They're talking about the World Economic Forum's own nothing and be happy, although a lot of that's taken out of context in an overly negative way. However, when the pandemic happened, less cash was allowed to be used under the guise that it transmits the disease more. (laughs) The sceptical ones among us would say, well, actually, that was the start of a cashless society and it was a convenient story. I don't know the truth. But the upsides of cash are you can budget a lot better. A lot of people who don't have a lot of money, the way they budget is taking cash out. So if they go on a night out, they'll take £20 out and they'll spend £20. They don't want to take a car because they could spend £100. So uh, many of the working class will budget by cash. Do you know many people in the world don't even have a bank account? So a cashless society is really going to hurt people at the lower end of the scale and budgeting and going to hurt that much lower, lower end of society. So it doesn't really seem fair, but it's more sinister than this. If we have a cashless society, ultimately, that could be the start of a digital currency or a centralized digital currency, a CDC, central digitalized currency. Central digital currency. And I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Because with a central digital currency, you could have an Orwellian doomsday scenario where essentially it's glorified universal credit. They could have monetary and fiscal policy which controls how you spend your money. So let's say they need to to have a stimulus in the economy. They could say you have to spend X amount of money per month. They could give you conditions of how you spend your money. I do not like conditions on how you spend your money. Why should you have any conditions? For years, people have been asking me where I buy my watches. Many of you may know I'm a watch collector. I'm a watch investor. And those as an asset class have done me very well in the last 15 years. I have never shared where I source my watches from or my watch dealer until now. My watch dealer used to be a professional footballer for Manchester United and he formed a watch brand called Broadwalk, 
and he sources the higher-end brands like Rolex, Audemars Piguet, Patek Philippe and Richard Mille. I trust him, I've used him for many years, and recently we've done a partnership. Hence, I'm inviting you, if you want to start investing in watches and protect your money from the banks and inflation, to check out Broadwalk. That's B-R-O-A-D-W-A-L-K. And the website is broadwalkgroup.com. The email is sales at broadwalkgroup.com. And please don't share this, but his number is 07496 878153. Obviously, only message him if you're serious about buying and investing in the higher-end watches. People have been asking me for years, and for the first time ever, you can get access to my watch team. I think it's reasonable to have some anti-money laundering and to try and get rid of that illegal money and that fraud. That's fair and reasonable. But anything above that, it's your fucking money. So conditions on your money, I do not like that. But if they have a central digital currency and they want to create some economic stimulus, austerity or prosperity, they can just create rules. And because they have the centralized digital currency, you can't do anything about it. What if they wanted, what if they were in trillions of debt, which they already are? And what if they needed to, what if they never balanced their books? And so there was some kind of financial revolution and they just decided that they needed money. They needed money or they'd go bust. What's to stop them just taking your money? It happened in China. There was a bank run in 2008 in England through Northern Rock where if the banks, well, look, you, it's complicated because you've got the government, the central banks, the IMF, you've got various corporations. They're not supposed to be, but they're corporations. They've got various corporations who are supposed to be completely independent and decentralized, but I don't think, it doesn't feel to me like they are independent so at any time the banks could shut the door there could be a bank run if they're they're more of a communist regime that's like in china i think it was china might have been japan do your own research here there were some local banks which pretty much word for word said your savings are now government assets. So what's to say at any time they couldn't say, you know, your money, it's now a government asset because the government needs it because we've got World War Three or a new world order or we've got a financial revolution or whatever. In Mexico, the mayor just got assassinated. And what's to say that there wouldn't be this revolution where the people revolt against government. Well, if they do, what are the government going to do? Nothing? No, they'll just shut your bank. Bye. You know, your money's not yours anymore. Bye, it's ours. Because that's a way that they can control the people. Now, this stuff isn't maybe likely to happen, but it's happened. If, If you were 400 years old, then revolutions and bank runs and gold being confiscated and money being confiscated and wars financed by 85% plus taxation and massive inflation. This has all happened many times if you were three or 400 years old. But because you're not, 
You haven't seen it. And we've had probably 15, well, 12 years of prosperity. 15 nearly. 2008 since the last time there was the recession. So this stuff can happen and it's more likely now. So I made some notes for you. In 1971, that was the start of the death of cash. Because in 1971, in July, there was a gold standard, which meant for every dollar, there needed to be a dollar of gold in a vault. And so therefore, the dollar had a dollar's worth of real value backed by a physical hard asset in gold. And then in August 1971, the gold standard was removed, which created fiat currency, whereby money was created as debt i.e. money was just created out of nothingness. Now, if you want a 200, quid, 200 grand loan, it's not money that's given to you to create a 200 grand loan. It's debt that's created as digital money. And then you're given that money through digitally in your bank. And then you're charged interest on that money. And that money and that debt does not exist. It's not real. And that started in 1971 through the fiat currency system as we know it. Now, in 1971, a dollar then, I don't know what it might be worth. It might be worth $1,000 now. I don't know. You, you could probably do your research on this. In 1979, a Rolex Daytona was about 800 pounds. A 1979 Rolex Daytona now might be 50 to 100 grand. So there you go. There's some, some kind of relative increase in value of asset, but decrease in value of money. So the dollar and the pound have gone down steadily since 1971. And that has, let me get the language right, that has accelerated, exacerbated, and gotten progressively worse. And now we have really high inflation, quantitative easing, the printing of ethereal money, the debasement of currency, the trillions of debt that the government's in, whereby they need hundreds of billions just to pay the interest. Soaring inflation, soaring taxation. And what this means is cash is now trash. Now, interest rates, rates might perk in the short term. But interest rates have got to be at least 10% just to match inflation at the moment. So even though they're a bit higher than they were when they were 0.25, they're still nowhere near they need to be just to outpace inflation. So the gold standard was actually the start of the death of cash in 1971. But now we have Bitcoin and other digital currencies, the governments are planning for a central digital currency and the death of cash and a cashless society, which means that money is easier to tax. So, so by the way, the governments make it easier for them and harder for you, easier for them to pay you tax and harder for you to pay you tax or to avoid tax. And, and they would claim, well, they don't get a lot of their tax through fraud and anything else. But they're making it easier for them and harder for you to tax you. And if there's a central digital currency, they'll just say, oh, we pressed the button and we took your 45% tax, thanks. <laughs> no fucking questions asked. So a central digital currency makes it much easier to tax, much, much easier to steal your money or create monetary policy where they might lock your money, hold your money, push your money out. They might create monetary policy where they give you conditions on your money. You can spend this minimum or you've got to spend this maximum in a certain period of time. The next thing they could do is track and trace your every move. Your every financial move, they can track. So there's been allegations recently of this chap who's been cheating at chess. 
and um, apparently he's cheated in over a hundred online chess games. And what this online chess game business did is they analysed all of his moves against all of the computer moves and they tracked his behaviour and they worked out the anomalies in his behaviour versus the um, computer chess games. They're going to do that with central digital currency and your money. Every move and every click and every dollar and cents and pound and pence and purchase is going to be tracked and monitored. Big data, AI, fuck that. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Now, a lot of people don't even have bank accounts. They don't even have access to the internet. What are those guys going to do? It's probably a third of the population, probably most of the developing world. How is that fair? They could freeze your assets. They could take your money. Your cash savings could now be a, a central digital government asset. And this has happened, by the way. It's happened. So I just say not on my watch. I do not support a central digital currency. I do not support a cashless society. Now, I have to say a cashless society is likely because money evolves over time. So um, a thousand years ago, there was no such thing as cash as we know it. We had barter, then we had um, physical metals like gold and precious metals. And then we've had other things that have become cash. You know, sardines have be been um, a currency and stones have been a currency and salt has been a currency. All sorts of things have been a currency, but nothing is more liquid and tradable and universal than cash. So cash is actually an amazing invention. But if a thousand years ago cash didn't exist, a thousand years in the future, there's no way that cash is going to exist. So cash is going to die. It's just a question of whether it becomes digital and centralized. I don't like digital and I don't like centralized. I like decentralized digital, but I don't like centralized one major new world order global power control currency. Don't like it. Don't like it one bit. Would not support it. <laughs> so cash is now trash. Um, it, do you know what we should do? Let's do a bit of research. Maybe you can let me know in any of my comments on social media. What would a dollar buy you in 1971 versus what does a dollar buy you now? What would a pound buy you in 1971 that a pound would buy you now? Because over time, gold's gone up in value, real estate's gone up in value, watches have gone up in value, commodities and hard assets have gone up in value. Do you know the only asset in, in the main asset classes that's gone down? Cash. Cash is a depreciating liability. Whereas precious metals and real estate and Rolex Daytonas and maybe Bitcoin and other assets are an appreciating asset. So here's what you need to do. You need to protect your cash from inflation. You need to stop your cash being a depreciating liability. And you need to convert your cash into an appreciating asset. So cash is trash. Don't have it in the bank. Don't have it wiped out by inflation. Don't have it controlled by the banks. The banks can call it in. The banks can recall it. The banks own your money when it's in the banks. If there's a run on the banks, they're not giving you your money. Yes, you need to pay your subsistence and your general living expenses in your bank and it's convenient and quick and easy. And you might want one to three months worth of safety net. But you know what? Money is now not the most liquid asset. Do you know cash is supposed to be the most liquid asset? But do you know it will take three to five days and you have to explain what you're using the cash for if you want to get cash out of your bank? 
Whereas buying gold or spreading across the FTSE 100 or the S&P 500, that is now quicker to withdraw than cash. So cash is now no longer the most liquid asset unless you have it already. So cash is now not also the most usefully liquid asset. So you want minimal cash and you want to be in hard assets like gold, property, real estate, bit of Bitcoin, maybe be careful with cryptos. Most of them aren't decentralized. And you want inflation beating assets, decentralized assets. So a centralized asset would be cash money and savings. A decentralized asset would be Bitcoin. I would say real estate in most of the Western world is quite decentralized. Like you can get title deeds and you own it. And I mean, some people say to me, yeah, but Rob, they'll, they'll take all your assets. You'll own no property, own nothing, be happy. I could see, by the way, if, if there was a war, World War Three, or if there was a financial revolution, I could see that taxes would go up a lot, could go up to 80, 85% like it did in the 1970s in the UK. I could also see where that, this would be really extreme, but they might want to call in gold. I cannot see, though, that they'd want to call in property because otherwise no one's got anywhere to live. You need somewhere to live. So the good thing about real estate, about property is it is it has utility. Gold has utility when there is no money. Property has utility because you have somewhere to live. Bitcoin doesn't have utility. Stock market doesn't have utility. They're just assets. So having assets that are hard and physical that have utility are probably your best bet. And I don't go as far on the doomsday as people saying you'll own no real estate, none of it. They'll just own your land and your property. And I know in some really extreme communist states that has happened with companies and they've become government assets. But you're probably the most safe with something like Bitcoin, something like gold, something like real estate, I would say. You mustn't be in depreciating cash. You must be in appreciating hard assets. So um, if you would like a gift from me, I've got a gift for you. I always like to give solutions on an ongoing basis. Um, I actually have a digital financial toolkit where you can get um, up to 30 ways to save half your salary and costs and various video workshops from me on building assets, starting a side hustle or becoming an entrepreneur and building up multiple streams of income. And every week I give you access to financial resources. It might be tools. It might be interviews with billionaires. It might be episodes of my um, money podcast or the More Money Secrets YouTube channel. So here's the link. Cost you nothing. On an ongoing basis, there's about seven different resources you get immediately. Then every week you get one at least resource through um, my Rob's resource email. And all you need to do is go to the link bit.ly forward slash Rob Toolkit. Go there right now. It will cost you nothing. And there's all those resources immediately in your inbox and on an ongoing basis um, to help you get better financial education and knowledge, make, manage and multiply money, save in this cost of living crisis so you can not just survive but thrive and get yourself good education on how the financial system really works and interviews with multimillionaires and billionaires and access to the More Money Secrets YouTube channel and the Money Podcast, which has 250 episodes. So all you need to do is type in bit.ly forward slash Rob Toolkit. I'll see you there. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.